Welcome to CII Radio. I am Emma Ann Hughes, Communications Director of the Chartered Insurance Institute and Personal Finance Society. In this episode, I will be talking to Sarah Lord and Keith Richards. In this episode of the podcast, we are talking about how financial advisors are adapting to the normal. We're joined by Sarah Lord, President of the Personal Finance Society and Chief Client Officer of Succession Wealth, and Keith Richards, Chief Executive of the Personal Finance Society. To find out more about this podcast and for useful links, go to thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Here's our conversation with Sarah and Keith. Hello, Sarah and Keith. Thank you for joining us on CII Radio. Good morning, Emma. Good morning, Emma. Good morning. So how have financial advisors been impacted by COVID-19? What's been your experience, Sarah? I think um, to begin with, it was a perfect storm. So we had lockdown at the, you know, in March. And at the same time, we had falling markets. So I think it was a perfect storm f- from how carry on business as usual and re- reassure clients around the investment markets. And, and that actually heightened and sped up how quickly advisors responded, shall we say, to their clients' needs and indeed their business needs. So I think the main impact obviously has been lockdown as it has been for society and unable to see clients. And we've had to adapt pretty damn quickly. I don't know what you're hearing, Sarah, but this is a tale of two parts. So if you're an established business that wasn't really open door to many new clients other than, you know, referrals, then actually I'm hearing that this hasn't made much of a difference to revenue. Some businesses that were geared up to generate a lot of, or did have reliance on generating a lot of new clients each year are definitely being impacted. There's been a, uh, there's been a noticeable slowdown in consumers going for advice because it's kind of one of those wait and see times. So unless something, you know, something specific occurs where you need regulated advice, it, it appears that there's been a bit of a slowdown on new clients. Is it, what about you, Sarah? Yeah, and I did. I, I kind of did have that as a point, um, I suppose, around revenue with the, the market impact on recurring has had a bit of an impact. But if that was your main sort of business model, then you can kind of work with it and, and forecast for it. But those that are new business, it, you know, it, it is having an impact. Um, you know, some, some businesses are saying they've still got a lot of new business, but um, I think those that are really focused on the organic growth as part of their budgeting and as part of their kind of their their plan have been really affected. And Keith, what do you think of the way that advisors have adapted? I think they've uh, many have surprised themselves at just how quick and uh, how able they were to respond to agile working or working remotely. Uh, and more importantly, actually, how many of their clients have responded so positively to the uh, the use of technology. Uh, and I've got no doubt I keep hearing from members that it's undoubtedly going to change the way that they operate in the future with a, a good blend of using remote uh, meetings, for example, 
uh, as well as face-to-face in the future. The important thing was that uh, at the very start, of course, we we did have things like the MIFID um, 10% reporting rule. Uh, and I'm pleased to say that the regulator did respond very fast. I, I must have spent uh, the first month having two or three meetings a week with the FCA, gathering feedback from our members uh, and then passing that on to the FCA. And uh, and I've got to say, I, they were very quick and very pragmatic in the way they responded to postponing certain deadlines and, uh, of course, it, uh, temporarily suspended the 10% reporting, recognising it, it added no value whatsoever. And, I mean, you touched there in terms of especially the initial impact on the clients um, of COVID-19. Um, Sarah, how have, clients, how have clients been impacted and how have they adapted their plans as a result of what's been going on? I think the most important thing to recognise is there seems to be a good level of feedback that clients have demonstrated resilience as as, as far as their finances is concerned. Many with working from home haven't had the same level of travel cost and there's definitely indications that some people have been able to save more. I think it's also heightened clients' focus on their budget as part of their financial plan. So whether they can save more because they're spending less and actually just looking at where they're spending their money and where they can best use their resources. But I think the main thing is, and the main thing that we're hearing from our clients and I'm hearing from across the profession is that clients understand the importance of their financial plan and the power that that financial plan is, it gives them from a financial confidence, financial well-being and financial resilience standpoint. So many clients are saying that they haven't actually had to significantly change their plans and have been able to not focus too much around what's going on with the investment markets because they understand it's about long-term strategy rather than the short-term false in the stock markets. So I think that's been great from a client perspective that you know we are seeing that resilience. Obviously across society there are people that have been affected by you know the, the the fallout, shall we say, of the pandemic. And we are there as a professionals to help our clients that have been affected. But the great thing is, in the main, they haven't been affected. And as Keith just touched on around technology, clients have had to adapt in their sort of family circumstances to using technology a lot more with how they're communicating. And so we're definitely seeing that sort of play out as far as how we're engaging with clients as a profession and the use of technology more. Clients have adapted to it, I think, quicker than maybe they would have done had we not had this situation with the pandemic. That's great to hear, Sarah. And something reflected by a recent Personal Finance Society social media poll of the membership, which found by far the vast majority had had clients that hadn't really had to adapt their plans as a result of what's going on in the wider world. Um, Keith, would you agree that um, one of the main impacts of clients has been them adapting to receiving financial advice in a different way than they used to? Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, as Sarah's already touched on, the for many, many of us, we've had to adapt using technology just to keep in touch with our family and friends. So all of a sudden, uh, we've become far more responsive to the benefits of using things like Teams or Zoom. And uh, of course, uh, you know, we're hearing that there's many 80-year-olds now that are quite tech-savvy uh, and are helping advisors to understand how to better use some of the systems available. So um, so definitely, it's, it's when you're forced into these situations, you, you find yourself coming through 
that some of your perceived concerns about your client not really wanting to engage, uh, actually, you now find that even the clients themselves are probably quite surprised at how efficient it can be. Um, I think one of the things that we, we've got to be very conscious of is uh, whilst many clients haven't uh, had to alter their plans, as Sarah's pointed out, uh, and of course, there's been government funding and support, you know, we are likely to see some changes in the in the uh, the making on the the shock wave of COVID. Now, whether or not that means that some of our clients will want to support family members who may be in financial difficulties, uh, we could start to see some di- different approaches post the event. As Sarah said, actually, for many of us, uh, our non our non essential income in some respects, has dropped substantially during the lockdown period. So uh, so it's actually given us some focus on actually how we can save money when we didn't think we can afford to do anything else in the past. Some of the essential income, things like spending on travel. So certainly for me, my annual travel into uh, to London is uh, costs about £7,500 a year. So not having to do all that travel is quite a substantial saving in itself. People are calculating how far out you are now, Keith, in terms of London. <laughs> That's Sarah, similar to your, what, do you agree? Yeah, and I, 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 just picking up Keith's point about kind of the, the shockwaves and, um, and what we may see going forward, I think we're already starting to see it, the impact on clients in, from the perspective of, I think it's, you know, it's heightened individuals' concern around own mortality and therefore we're definitely starting to see more clients wanting to um, do some more estate planning and thinking about their overall plan for the future and as they get older and as Keith says around how they maybe support other family members. So we're starting to see definitely more interest in tackling maybe some of those things that have been taboo subjects of the past and clients' willingness to understand what their options are. So I think we'll see more inheritance tax planning, more estate planning becoming crucial to meet the client need. Do you think it's changed their perceptions of financial resilience, Sarah, in terms of what that means to them as individuals? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we've certainly seen it amongst our clients is, and also just, you know, they haven't really had to change their financial plans, but it has brought the focus to what are my long-term goals? What are my objectives? I was thinking maybe of plan, um, you know, doing lots of traveling in retirement, but maybe I don't want to do that anymore. And actually, what am I comfortable with for my own resilience and my own um, security and confidence in my financial, you know, my financial affairs? So definitely it's heightened that aspect. And clearly reinvigorating a lot of conversations and reviews, I imagine. Keith, you touched on earlier that the FCA's amended rules as a result of COVID-19. What else can advisors expect from the FCA in the months ahead? I think the FCA now being slightly cautious about uh, they're about to launch uh, another suitability review that's been put on hold. Clearly, there's a lot of concern at the rising cost of regulation, advisors, firms in particular impacted by a significant hike back in August, predominantly due to uh, a massive increase in FSCS levies. Uh, But of course, when you add that to the ongoing challenges of a hardening PI market, it does have the potential to destabilise the financial planning sector, which actually would be a really poor outcome for the public, uh, both in protecting their interests and and obviously increasing the uh, the current advice gap, which both the government 
and the FCA were focused on uh, back in 2015 as part of the financial advice market review. Now, interestingly enough, they've, they've put that financial advice market review update on hold at the moment. And I'm not surprised because uh, we've already fed back to them that we don't think that much of the first review was ever implemented or had any uh, significant uh, impact. So we, of course, are calling for a financial advice market review too. We're encouraging the government to step in sooner rather than later because all of the uh, the issues that were identified within the financial advice market review, in particular, the widening advice gap actually is, is potentially getting worse rather than better. Thank you, Sarah and Keith. I think what you've t- said today kind of makes it very clear that kind of the need for access to financial advice has never been more important. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of CII Radio. To find out more, visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts or follow us on Twitter at CII Group and at PFSConf. Until next time, stay safe and thank you for listening to CII Radio.